Hey, Eric, welcome to the newly renovated TikTok. Come on in. Quick, close the door, Mike. You're letting the flies out. All right, don't start that again. Hey, look, we've been back operating almost two months now. Yeah, and your sign just says, sorry, we're back open. Stop. Come on. So what do you think about the new paint job and the repaved parking lot? I think you can put lipstick on a pig, but it's still a... All right, enough is enough. The TikTok Cafe open 24-7 at the intersection of Causeway and I-10 in Metairie. This is Eric Asher. Have you noticed that it's more and more common these days that products are hard to find or even sold out? Well, I'm here to tell you that air conditioning equipment doesn't have to be one of those things. The folks at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating take your comfort seriously. But that means they keep the product on hand so when your AC breaks, they got a replacement ready. So never wait. Never worry. When you need help, trust Burkhardt. Visit acpromise.com. That's acpromise.com. And tell them Eric sent you. First time in two years, 
it is carnival time here in South Louisiana. Welcome to the Mardi Gras. Yeah, you're right. It is the uh, William Grant Family Distillers Friday Extravaganza. A great time to reach for a William Grant product, as again, we're all getting into the revelry. Uh, inside New Orleans, I'm your host, Eric Asher, 106.1 FM Nash Icon. Remember the iHeartRadio app, TuneIn Radio app. Great way to take the show with you on the parade route, right? Nash FM 106.1 and ericasher.com on the World Wide Web. Our podcast is everywhere. Anchor's our home base for on all podcasting platforms. And, of course, uh, don't forget about the award-winning Inside New Orleans. So it's a little bit of a change tonight. You know, our most watched program uh, during the week is at 10 o'clock on a Friday night. Uh, and, of course, we've got uh, – that is like our uh, – what is that? That's our third um, – no, that's like our fifth um, rebroadcast. But um, tonight it's going to be 11 o'clock on WLAE. And the reason why is the Irma Thomas special will be playing at 10. That's this week only. So, again, you can catch us tonight, 9 o'clock on Pelican Sports Television, 11 o'clock tonight on WLAE-TV, uh, 2 a.m. on The Deuce, WLAE-TV 2, and 5 p.m. tomorrow afternoon on Pelican Sports Television. So those of you that set your DVRs for 10 o'clock, uh, you'll have to be able to check that, uh, check that and, uh, and make it for 11, especially going out to the parades. Or, again, look, it's already on our social media platforms, at Eric underscore Asher on Twitter, Eric Asher on Facebook, Inside New Orleans Show on Instagram. And, of course, uh, my guest was Jude Young of CrestedSports.com and right here on 106.1 FM and the voice of UNO Athletics. Uh, and he did a great job on, on the program. So um, uh, make sure you check it out. Again, a little bit of a, ch- of a time change, 11 o'clock tonight, the only time that will happen. Uh, and that's to make way, again, for Irma Thomas' uh, special uh, that, was that, that, again, is award-winning, uh, that put together by the folks at WLAE-TV. Uh, on our program today, Mike Vazan will join us uh, in just a couple of minutes. Um, from Hot Off the Bench Podcast, the Zeno Football Podcast and Blog. Glenn Gilbo will join us a little bit after 5, probably about between 5.12 and 5.15, uh, and he's from OutKick.com. We'll talk LSU with him. And then Ross Jackson joins us from Locked on Saints Podcast at 5.35 this afternoon, and uh, we'll put a bow on the Saints offensive coordinator position. A lot of, lot of, um, of, um, of uh, reports coming out of Kansas City that Eric Bieniemy's out. Uh, as the uh, as the offensive coordinator is going to take a, take a year off, and there's some infighting that's been going on within Kansas City's um, uh, locker room or coach's office, whatever you want to call it, uh, with Bianami. Now again, uh, that's internet chatter right now on social media. Um, you know, we'll see how that that kind of plays out. We'll ask Ross about that as well because remember, look, a lot of people in this town wanted uh, Eric Bianami uh, as the offensive coordinator for the New Orleans Saints, and it looks like he may have to he may be sitting the year out. Uh, so we'll talk about that as well. It is the William Grant family to still this Friday extravaganza. It's carnival time. It's Mardi Gras here in the city. And, look, there, there are times when, when folks, you know, they may not, not touch a drop of alcohol all year long. But when the Mardi Gras comes, you know, they, 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 want, they want to get their libation on. Well, let me tell you, uh, no finer spirits than the ones at William Grant. Henry's Gin, Malago Tequila, Rekha Vodka, hottest spirits on the market. I'm telling you, if you, if you buy those, uh, those spirits, you put those on your bar, or you bring them out to the parade route, you're going to have people coming up to you going, wait, what is this? Okay? Oh, this is delicious because it's a different flavor profile than what you have with, the, with your normal, uh, um, you know, gin, vodka. Uh, and, and, of course, uh, when you start talking about the rum portfolio, we're going to get into I'll tell you a little bit about what's happening with um, uh, the scotches as well. Uh, just, again, a fantastic portfolio of spirits with William Grant. Uh, we're talk, talking about that Scotch portfolio. It, it is all award-winning, an all-star lineup for you. Glenfiddich Scotch Whiskey, the Grant's Blended Scotch Whiskey, Balvini Scotch Whiskey, 
Uh, tell them more do Irish whiskey. I keep hearing that other Irish whiskey. They, 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 they can't get it into the States right now. You can get Tullamore Dew Irish Whiskey and get out there and enjoy, again, a great uh, bottle of, of Tullamore Dew. And then, of course, Sailor Jerry Rum. Every bottle of Sailor Jerry Rum purchased in Louisiana, portions of those proceeds go to the God Foundation, www.gotoutroops.org, taking care of those who, again, have served us. Uh, active military, retired military members and their families. They get into a jam. The God Foundation is there for them. Over $200,000 in financial aid has been given out since 2012. And, of course, rent, mortgage payments, utility bills, insurance premiums, necessary home repairs. Uh, again, just the maintaining of basic family needs. They're there for, for the God Foundation is there for those that, again, have served in the military and the military families and active military as well. So, again, give to the God Foundation, www.gotourtroops.org, or reach for a bottle of Sailor Jerry rum. Florida kind of Nicaraguan rum rounds out the, the, um, the, the rum uh, portfolio. And then, of course, you've got Fistful of Bourbon, Bourbon Whiskey, and Hudson Bourbon, all part of the portfolio of William Grant, all fantastic spirits, independent family distillers since 1887. All right, let's head to the guest line. A lot to talk about today on this first day of really first official day of Carnival. Uh, as, again, first weekend, family grow out in, in, in Metairie. Uh, parades rolling on the North Shore, on, on, on the South Shore, down, down, down in the city, and, of course, uh, in Jefferson Parish as well. Mike Mazan of Hot Off the Bench Podcast, Mazan on Football Podcast and Blog, is our guest. Mike, how are you? Eric, my brother, doing great. How you doing, my man? Doing fine. Happy Mardi Gras to you, my man. Happy Mardi Gras, my boy. It's your time of year. (laughs) You know it, baby. You know it. You know it. Uh, I bleed New Orleans, baby. Yes, you do. You have purple, green, and gold blood. That is the the truth. That is is the absolute truth. Uh, Mike, are you going to be doing any, any Mardi Gras this weekend? Um... We're hoping to. Uh, the weather's supposed to be nice, so we're going to be, at least we're going to, we have a mutual friend, you and I, lives uptown, and he invited mm-hmm. me to pass by his house Sunday, so at the very least, we'll be doing that. Beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah, I mean, it's been two years, man. I mean, you know, i got to believe the crowds oh, are going to be huge. I'm expecting big crowds, man. Big crowds. Yep. No doubt. It's also the huge. opening of college college baseball season and um, it looks as though again much like we're seeing with college basketball right now in, in the metropolitan area that it's going to be a really good season here in in, in, uh, in uh, south louisiana when it comes to college baseball uh, tigers are opening up with a three-game set against maine your thoughts on on this year's version of the lsu tigers under jay johnson oh man uh going to be a great I, I was we also have a mutual friend who has season tickets he's in the taf taf yep. and this seats are three rows behind lsu dugout so the first time those he are horrible him, seats so, <laughs> yeah, first time he invited i went with him and uh as we got closer to the dugout my eyes got bigger and bigger and when we sat down i said dude this is the best you can do you couldn't get first row but uh he thought that was funny <laughs> anyway um I'm expecting a little bit of growing pains at first. Now, of course, they're gonna they play Maine this weekend. They should have their way with them. Blake Money's gonna get the the uh, the ball tonight to open up the season. Um, but I mean, everyone's just anxious to see what's going on with the big three, you know, Barry Morgan and Dylan Cruz. But don't sleep on Brad Dowdy. Brad Dowdy. I understand he had a great, uh, I guess, fall. And um, 
a bunch of uh, guys coming back. Hillier came back. Fatno came back. Who wanted to try to keep this thing going and try to, you know, make amends for the last couple of seasons. So I think uh, there may be a little bit of growing pains at first while everybody gets used to Jay Johnson's uh, way of coaching. But I think hopefully, well, I, for LSU fans, by the end of the season, they'll be growing and, um, you know, carry some momentum into the postseason. Well, it looks like it's on paper. It's a team that's going to be able to hit the baseball. Okay, I mean that, that, that's right. that's the way it looks on paper. I'll yeah. be interested to see how Jay Johnson handles his pitching staff. That to me is going to be the interesting thing. His name, as you mentioned, um, money on, on on a Friday starter, Hilliard as the, as the Saturday starter, and it's pretty up in, up in the air on. Um, on what he's going to do on Sunday. Also, again, I had Mike Scarborough on the program yesterday. He says he believes that he's going to be a guy that uses a lot of pitchers. So, again, it's really – by you get to Sunday, it's going to be which arms are available to be able to use on a Sunday and maybe not settling on a Sunday starter, which is interesting because normally, again, uh-huh. you, you want to have that Sunday starter to close things out for you. Um, but um, it, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing, again, uh, after, again, having pulmonary for so long, and, 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 again, look, I have nothing but respect and revere Paul Maneri, what he did at LSU. Uh, but to see, again, how Jay Johnson is going to handle, uh, you know, his time at, at, at again, a, a historic university when it comes to um, uh, college baseball. Oh, no, Monero is a legend. He, he is a legend. And um, he did unbelievable things at LSU, multiple World Series, a championship. Mm-hmm. At most colleges, that would have been, you know, the best, the best uh, run of any – college but i mean it's lsu so he had he had the misfortune of coming one coach beyond skip burt uh and I mean, his five I mean, look, 1500 career wins you mentioned yeah. the national title in 2009 five world series appearances uh nine ncaa regionals four sec re- uh regular season season titles six tournament titles in, in 15 yeah. years uh, you know a lot of a lot of a lot of folks again were maybe down on Maneri. i never really was Okay, but again, uh, with that said, he felt like it was time to be able to move on, maybe a little bit of pressure from the university to do that. He's throwing out the first pitch, by the way, tonight uh, in, in, uh, over at, uh, at Burtman Field. So, oh, you know, we'll see, we'll see how that kind of play, we'll see how that yeah. kind of plays out going forward. But, look, change, change sometimes is good. Sometimes it's not. We'll mm-hmm. see again. Yeah. This guy comes with some great credentials, and, and he's done a great job in recruiting thus far. Uh, so we'll see how, again, how that kind of plays out on the field, what kind of tactician he is as a manager. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's been to the College World Series at Arizona a couple of times, right? And um, he's always feel a good team's a great recruiter. Right. Um, I think the, the Sunday starter usually shakes out. They, that person usually takes over the job. Um, but, you know, I don't even know if if they're the Friday and Saturday guys are locked in. And we just don't know. There's not that guy that LSU's used to have it on a Friday. Um, I mean, legendary pitchers going all the way back to Ben McDonald. Um, so we'll, I think the pitching is going to definitely be what determines how good LSU's record's going to be. They can hit. I mean, they are going to hit. Jay Johnson is a hitting coach. And so they're going to be hitting the ball, and they're going to be taking different approaches to the plate. Maybe not so overly aggressive. Um, There were some times in the last few years, as good as Palmineri was, he hired uh, protégés to coach instead of going out and finding coaches, except for uh, Alan Dunn, the pitching coach. But as far as hitting coaches, he always had brought in ex-players. 
And um, it was, while it was, I guess, okay, but except for Andy Canizero, they never really had that much success as as hitting coaches. But, um, and I, I thought they may have been a little too aggressive. I thought they were swinging at balls out of the strike zone a lot. So uh, I'm looking at a more disciplined approach at the plate. And, um, you know, uh, just offense. So LSU, until they get their pitching straightened out, is going to have to rely on winning games on the offensive side of the ball. A diamond, I guess. Right. Well, Tulane and UNO, a lot like LSU, again, seem to have, again, the hitting uh, portion of their teams down. They both look like they're going to be really good hitting teams. Um, uh, it'll be interesting to see, again, how their their uh, their pitching lineups kind of shake out. And, and from what I understand, maybe just the opposite up in Southeastern, where, again, they look like they have a, another strong pitching staff, and Matt Rise has got another really good team expected to win yeah. the Southland this year. Really good baseball in South Louisiana. Oh, as always, there's always good baseball in, in Louisiana. Um, and Tulane and uh, UNO, you know, they should be uh, they should be good, too. The problem with getting good pitches, Eric, as you know, great pitches don't even play college ball most of the time, unless they're going to Vanderbilt. But um, typically, the great ones go straight to the, you know, they go, they go in a draft and you never really see them. Some slip through the cracks, so uh, it's just tough to get those guys. But, um, you know, you got to develop the ones you have. And so LSU's been fortunate to where it's been a destination for pitchers over the years where they will pass up if they're a late-round pick or mid-to-late-round pick. They'll say, well, I'll just go to LSU. It's almost the mm-hmm. same as minor league ball, you know, as far as the atmosphere. Right. and Actually better in, in the most minor league atmospheres. But um, – so yeah, I mean it's and you know and you know how it is, your team pretty much is going to win or lose based on how your pitching is. So you got to have. Well, great... you look at right. You look at Tulane yeah. in twenty twenty, right? Okay, before the, the the season got shut down, I mean they had maybe one of the best pitching staffs they had maybe in the in the history of the program. Unfortunately, yeah. we didn't get to see those guys play. Uh, so you know, again, it's. Look, we, we, you know, we, we all know again that when, when it comes to when it comes to Omaha, you got to be able again have a good, a strong pitching staff uh, to be able to win a, win, a, win a World Series. So we'll see how it kind of plays out. Shifting the no basketball, doubt. LSU. Yeah. Go, go, did you have one more comment? Go ahead. No, I was just, I was just agreeing with you. I mean, you got to have a pretty deep staff to to make it through, especially you know if you got to come through the losers bracket. I mean, it's pretty tough, but it's been done many times. Yep. No, for sure. Uh, LSU is uh, is. Um, is going to South Carolina. They play in Columbia this weekend. They're nineteen and seven, seven and six, fifth in the SEC, on a little bit of a winning streak now. They've kind of turned things around. Um, uh, they're they're a, they're a sixth seed in the NCAA tournament uh, at this point, at least forecasted to be. Uh, Tulane is twelve and eleven, nine and five. They're in fourth place in the American. UNO again uh, with uh, with uh, Coach Less uh, on the cusp of again being the all-time winningest coach in the history of UNO uh, uh, basketball. Uh, Fifteen and nine, eight and one. They're in first place, and of course Loyola wins again last night. Twenty-six and one now, fifteen and one in the conference. Uh, number two overall in the NAIA, uh, and uh, again uh, they they're poised for a run in the national championship. So, 
Right yeah. now, um, LSU looking really good. Tulane, again, is, is looking, uh, and both UNO looking to get those that buys into the tournament, which is going to be huge for them. Uh, so, again, this next, last couple of weeks of the season are going to be huge in terms of seeding, uh, for, for really for all teams, but especially for Tulane and UNO going forward. Yeah, I mean, as far as LSU is concerned, i got Pinson back. And, you know, Will Way to tell you, his rotation's eight deep maybe. Um, so you lose Pinson, and now you're seven deep. You're bringing in guys you never really planned on playing, so they kind of took a dip. But when he gets back, his, his, he elevated other guys' play. Um, and so they got back on a winning track. Um, Tulane, I mean, they're having a really good season. You uh, know who would have thought our, it used to be the football was pretty good in South Louisiana and, and everything mm-hmm. else was meh. Now it's the other way around between LSU and the Saints last year, <laughs> except for UL Lafayette, they had a good season. But um, now, you know, the baseball and the basketball's uh, really doing well. And you know about Coach oh, my- Les? I mean, Coach Les. He deserves all the accolades he can get. You know why? He's, I agree. He's, I'm sure he's had a, he's had office to leave, mm. and he's now he's he's stuck with UNO's program. And uh, he, he loves New Orleans, dude. He just yeah, loves and, the, he loves everything about New Orleans. Yeah, yeah. And I've had the opportunity to meet him on a couple occasions through Scott. Super nice guy. Yeah. Um, if I didn't know he was UNO's basketball coach, I would have thought he was just some. You know, cool guys, you know, having, you know, sitting around Katie's talking to Scott. Sure. But he's just unassuming that way. But he's a really good basketball coach, and he's stuck with UNO. I think a lot of guys, well, we've seen guys in the past who've had any kind of success at UNO. They were out the door. And, um, you know, uh, so Tim Floyd, Benny D, I mean, all of them. They were. Yeah, use it as a stepping stone. Right. Stepping stone, so. I'm I'm glad he's getting he's going to be the winning as coach. He deserves it. And look, he's had some tough seasons. Okay, again, uh, uh, but again, did what he had to do this off season. Um, when you talk about adding the bigs to again the already great guard play that he had, uh, that's turned this thing around for him. And of course, yeah. leading the Southland Conference now, and probably odds-on favorite to be able to get that. Um, you get the uh, the to win the tournament. You got to win the tournament and win the Southland to be able to get the. Um, uh, the NCAA bid, you have to win the conference, the regular season of the conference, in order to be able to get the NIT bid. So it'll be interesting to see, again, how that kind of plays out there uh, for, for UNO. And Tulane is, is, is look, there there are f- people that care about Tulane basketball once again. They're, they're going out yeah. to, to, again, the, uh, the Devlin Fieldhouse uh, and, and watching clown, the yeah. way they play. And that, that, that's a credit to Rod Hunter. Yeah, he's a great coach, man. I knew when he came in, I said, this guy's different. You know, uh, embraced the situation at Tulane. He didn't want to make it as an, an excuse not to be able to recruit players or to be able to win. And so he's done a great job. And, and uh, again, I'm happy to see that he's being successful as well. Um, yep. You know, both great guys and great coaches. No, no doubt about it. Mike, I'm going to take a little bit of an early break. I want to come back. I want to talk some Saints. I want to talk offensive coordinator position. I want to get into all that. Again, you're listening to Inside New Orleans. Is the William Grant family still is flag extravaganza. Don't forget about my friends over at the Oceana family of restaurants. Uh, all are open seven days a week. Look, it's Mardi Gras time. Uh, so if you're heading down in the quarter, they're going to be open very late. Um, whether, again, you, you, it's Oceana Grill, Mambo's, Old New Orleans Cookery, uh, again, the, uh, the Hideout Bar, uh, they're open until 2, 3 in the morning. 
Uh, remember, Oceana, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Old New Orleans Cookery, Mambo's, again, lunch and dinner. But, again, uh, the, uh, uh, both have Bourbon Street balconies for you to be able to enjoy as well. And, of course, out in Metairie, uh, Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant, right on the parade route in Metairie. I'm not sure if they have any openings now in terms of their uh, uh, selling the spots in their parking lot. Normally, they're, 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 they're totally filled. But, again, an opportunity to be able to go before, after, or during the parade, grab a bite to eat, uh, grab some cocktails, maybe grab, you know, uh, use the restroom. You know, all available for you right there at Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant, all part of the Oceana family of restaurants. It's Mardi Gras time. Uh, make it Oceana and the Oceana family of restaurants uh, for, again, a great meal, cocktails, uh, and a good time. All right, you're listening to the in- Inside the Walls, the William Grant family still is Friday extravaganza. We'll be right back. If you were raised up, raised right, up right, you're one of us. 1061 Nash Icon has Luke Bryan tickets every, every day. Sunrise, sunburn, sun. Luke Bryan at the Smoothie King Center in August, and Nash Icon is sending you there. That's my kind of night. Want tickets? A pair could be yours every weekday while you work. Get the code to text from Scott Innes anytime between 10 and 4. When you have it, text it to 68255. Luke Bryan tickets every day. Only from New Orleans Country Giant. Shake it for 1061 Nash Icon. This report is sponsored by Taco Bell. When you need a taco, you need a taco. Try the new Cantina Crispy Chicken Taco from Taco Bell with your choice of creamy chipotle or avocado ranch at participating U.S. Taco Bell locations for a limited time. Contact local store for prices, hours, and participation which vary. Tax extra. Delays are solid on 10 eastbound from Loyola to veterans and delays pick back up on 10 eastbound from just past City Park to the high rise. 10 westbound delays are solid from St. Bernard to Canal and delays pick back up on 10 westbound from Bonneville to Veterans. On the 610 on the westbound side, your delays are steady from just before Canal Boulevard to the 10610 merge. And on the eastbound side from St. Bernard to the 10610 merge. Look out for delays if you're traveling eastbound along the West Bank Expressway, the Crescent City Connection, and the Pontchartrain Expressway from Lafayette Street to the O'Keefe Howard Avenue exit. And on the westbound side of the West Bank Expressway, delays are steady from just past Ames Boulevard to Avondale. And if you're traveling along the southbound side of the 310, delays are solid from just before St. Rose to the Luling Hornville exit. I'm at Robinson Broadcasting from the Attorney Mike Brandner Traffic Center. Traffic is brought to you by DA Exterminating, proud to be locally owned and serving over 60 years. DA Exterminating is proud to be locally owned and serving Louisiana's Gulf South for over 60 years. If you want a fast response and great service, call DA now on the North Shore and in Metairie, or you can visit us online at daexterminating.com. On the East Bank and West Bank, from the lake to the Gulf, the men and women of the Jefferson Parish Sheriff's Office keep our parish safe. Some are on the beat, others behind the scenes, ensuring the safety of our community. JPSO is now looking for correctional officers and 911 dispatchers. Your community's calling. Answer the call. Visit JPSOjobs.com for the complete benefits package and salary. Bienvenue on Hickory, 467 Hickory Avenue. Open seven days a week, offering a creative menu of all your New Orleans favorites. Fresh Louisiana seafood, great sandwiches, soups, salads, daily specials, and a Sunday brunch. Contemporary Creole cuisine, great southern dishes. Check out our menu online at bienvenueharahan.com. Dine indoors or outdoors? Place your order or inquire about catering at 504-305-4792. That's Bienvenue on Hickory, 467 Hickory Avenue in Harahan. 
Sports Beat is the place to watch your favorite team. Come check out all the games, including the NBA, college basketball, and baseball on 20 TVs. Open seven days, 11 a.m. to 2 a.m. Happy hour, 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. Great menu featuring two, count them, two steak nights. Wednesday night, 6 p.m. till $10 choice filets. Friday night, 6 p.m. till $10 choice ribeyes. Private room available. Sports Beat is located at 3330 Ridge Lake at 16th Street behind Wendy's on Causeway. Sports Beat Pub and Cafe, home of fantastic cocktails, large beer selection, delicious food, friendly staff, and all the sports you can handle. If you ever have any problems with your air conditioner heating system, you want someone who will be there to help right away. Take it from me, Eric Asher. When it comes to repair, there's no one I trust more than my friends at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. Burkhardt provides emergency repairs for any brand of cooling and heating system, and you can call them anytime. The team has years of experience, and they know how to get you up and running fast. So when you need help with your AC or heating system, you want someone who will be there right away. Visit Burkhardt at acpromise.com and tell them Eric sent you. Dave Miet Insurance is a full-service independent insurance agency since 1958, offering auto, home, life, health, business, and commercial policies, serving the East Bank, West Bank, North Shore, South Shore, and River Parishes. Dave Miet Insurance is your one-stop insurance specialist. Call, click, or come in for a quote today at 504-556-0809 or DaveMietInsAgency.com. about my friends at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. It is Mardi Gras time in the city, but they're still working. All right, still emergency service for you. Heater, air conditioning system. You need work on, on that um, uh, electrical system. Maybe, again, your standby generator for your home. Burkhardt has 15 trucks in the field, 30-minute courtesy call before they come to your home or your business. And, yes, we own the work that's necessary. Truly a company you can trust. Anytime, Mardi Gras time or anytime, Burkhardt's there for you. ACPromise.com, ACPromise.com. Mardi Gras time in the city, first time in two years. Mardi Gras parades rolling. Uh, this is the first weekend of Mardi Gras. Uh, family Gras out in, uh, in, in Metairie. Parades rolling in the uh, traditional uptown route in, in the uh, city and, of course, on the North Shore as well. So, again, a lot of Mardi Gras going on this weekend, and we are glad to have it back. And this is the William Grant family still a Fry Extravaganza. I... Uh, ask you to, again to reach for a William Grant product if you're heading out to the um, parade route maybe heading to your friend, one of your friends or family members homes and you, know, you can't come empty handed right you got to bring a bottle so again reach for a bottle of again uh, the William Grant portfolio of spirits Mike Vazan of Hot Off the Bench podcast Vazan football podcast and blog is our guest Mike a little bit of a of a of a U-turn for the Saints this week when we again we've been hearing all along that First of all, that uh, Pete Carmichael did not want to uh, interview for the head coaching job. Then it was Pete Carmichael really wasn't interested in being the offensive coordinator, didn't want that responsibility. And then uh, there was a little bit of an about phase this week where Pete Carmichael was named the offensive coordinator for the New Orleans Saints. Look, I'm, I'm happy about it. But as I mentioned earlier this week, and, 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 I, and I, I stand behind my, my opinion, 
you know, you can't be halfway when, when, when you're talking about a coordinated position in the NFL. Either you're all in or you're all out. Uh, and that that's the only – look, I, I wanted him to be the OC. I just don't understand um, the hesitation on his part uh, of taking the job. Mike, are you with us? Okay. Yeah, I'm here. I'm okay, we got you we, now. Go ahead. Uh, I know we all figured he would just slide right into the position. I mean, it was a uh, – we figured it well. I mean, Peyton's going to leave. They want to keep this train rolling that they stick with Dennis Allen, and they'll just promote – Carmichael, the offensive coordinator, but then he threw that monkey wrench and said that he didn't want to be the offensive coordinator, took his name out of the running. So I don't know if that was just so the Saints can go out and do their diligence and interview OCs or Mm -hmm. what, but they obviously didn't hire any other offensive coordinator, and maybe Carmichael saw that and said, okay, I'll take it, you know. But you're right. I mean, look, if you're not this is a high-pressure job. If you're not up for the task, if you got to be talked into it, then maybe you you shouldn't be the guy. But the Saints organization feels like that they can trust him with you know to keep this thing going, and we'll you know we'll see how it works out. I mean, obviously he's done some good things as the offensive coordinator while Peyton was either suspended or you know, missing for COVID or whatever. Or right. there was a time, I think it was 2011, where he called the plays. Peyton turned over the play calling to him. Yeah, that and then, and, of course, uh, in 12, he had the play calling, okay, as well. I think. Uh, but, and coordinated because yeah. Peyton was suspended. Uh, but, uh, no, no, he's, he's done it several times. But then Peyton, again, has taken it back from him. And I don't, I don't think it was an indictment on, on what Carmichael do. I, I just think, again, that Peyton is a, is a guy that feels like, again, his – his strength is, is, is play calling, and, and it's his baby. And, look, let's face it, he was given the play call, but Breeze had the autonomy to be able to get out of any, any play that was sent in. So, I mean, yeah. you know, there was always a yeah. multiple plays that were called uh, when, when, when they sent that play in. So I had no issue with that. The issue I had, again, was, come on, Pete, either you're in or you're out, okay? You can't, you can't right. halfway right. us here. Right. And, 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 and to me, it was the natural uh, order of things. If you're trying to keep continuity within the coaching staff, that, again, that the one thing you want to do is hold on to this offensive scheme. And, and, and Carmichael being elevated was, was to me, the, again, the, the only way that, that, again, you were going to do that. Uh, yeah. Other than bringing Joe Lombardi back from, 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 um, uh, from Los Angeles with, with, the, with the, uh, the, the Chargers, you know, uh, you know, Dan Campbell steps down as head coach of the Detroit Lions, and none of that's happening. Exactly. I mean, listen, Lombardi would be crazy to leave what he's got in, in L.A. charges to come coach here. They don't know who the quarterback's going to be, and they have Justin Herbert over there. And they had their version of Alvin Kamara. So, <clears throat> I mean, right. uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's one of those things where maybe he just had a cold feet. Maybe he was just nervous. Uh, I don't know. I don't know why he hesitated. But I guess he's all in now, and that's all that matters. But I was going to say that when, when he called the plays, it was Breeze's best season. That's when he broke yeah. Marino's record. Mm-hmm. That's He should have been MVP that year, but they gave it to Agreed. Aaron Rodgers for some strange reason. But um, So I don't have any hesitation with him calling plays now. We'll, have, we'll find out in the future whether – Breeze made the offensive coordinator or vice versa because, I mean, he can – Breeze makes every offensive coordinator look like a genius at times, you know? Sure. 
who knows, you know, who knows what he did at the line of scrimmage to take that play that was given to him and, and make it, you know, customize it to what's going on, what he's seeing on the defensive side of the ball. He was the master. You know, the Saints don't have that guy right now. No, they, well, they don't have any guy right now. I mean, look, Taysom Hill's not your quarterback. And, you know, again, even yeah. if he didn't have the Liz Frank surgery, he wouldn't be the quarterback. I think that, that, that experiment has sailed, okay? And, and you got Ian Book. Uh, so, I mean, uh, the, the, the next question is going to be who will be the quarterback. We'll get to that in a moment. Jack called from River Edge, 260 Hey, Jack, how are you today, buddy? Happy Friday, guys. How y'all doing? Happy Friday. Happy Mardi Gras, my man. Hey, look, um, I had a question about what do you think, if they want Jameis back, what do you think the cost would be? I'm basing, I'm basing it on this. Um, I can't predict what the, you know, the musical chances that may happen. I don't know what that's going to be. I'm basing it on right now the teams that may need a quarterback. And I see it as three other teams that Jameis would definitely be an upgrade. Pittsburgh would be one of them, Washington, and, and maybe Tampa Bay. So that would be three teams that may be competing for services, depending on where Jimmy G goes, because he'll be going somewhere. What do y'all think the cost would be, you know, to re-sign Jameis? All right. Well, let's let's look back first, okay? When he in his last year at um, at Tampa, he made almost twenty one million dollars, right? Yeah. He comes to yeah. New Orleans in twenty twenty, and, and he gets he signs a, a prove it to me contract about a million bucks. Okay, that that again, the signing bonus for his 2021 contract was a million uh, guaranteed and then four four point uh, five million dollars in terms of a signing bonus. Uh, so uh, he's not signing for, again, a million or four point five million. OK, there's going to be a market for him. Um, the most people think the again, the going rate for a quarterback these days is about 20 million. And I would guess that, again, even though it's going to be kind of a prove it to me deal. I can see something in the $20 million range with maybe incentive late. Now, look, Jack, you make a great point. The Saints are not alone here now with a, with a, we're looking at Jameis Winston. Uh, you mentioned the Steelers. He could go back to Tampa, even though, again, they're talking about uh, Gabbard as the guy uh, that they've been grooming after, uh, after Tom Brady. Um, but um, the, to me, there may, be, there may be more of a market than I think a lot of us in New Orleans think there, there's going to be for, for Jameis Winston. Mike, what are your thoughts? Um, I, I don't know. I mean, Pittsburgh has no quarterback, so anything can be an upgrade. Neither does Tampa. Tampa, I heard, was either going for Deshaun Watson or Russell Wilson or the backup quarterback who I can't remember. I think he's from Missouri, Eric, but you'll have to refresh my Wayne Gabbard is the backup quarterback in, in Tampa, no, and, and everything that I read this week is Arians has said they've been grooming him behind Brady for the last two years, that when Brady walks, yeah. he's going to be the guy. Now, whether that okay. is, you know, uh, uh, internet fodder or not, you know, uh, but that, that's, what, that's what I read out of, out of Tampa this week when I was is doing my weed, research on is Is weed legal in Florida? Uh, I, I believe Gabbard, medical marijuana is legal in Florida. Well, he's been hitting some of that because if he thinks Blaine, <laughs> Blaine Gabbert was groomed by Tom Brady and he's going to be Tom Brady, he's nuts. He's been hitting some big-time medical marijuana. <laughs> but having said that, he really doesn't have to be with all those weapons. I mean, if he can kind of be a game manager – you know, maybe that's all Brett Bruce Aaron. Yeah, but wants, Mike, but... I mean, I it all, I've been mentioning it for the last two weeks. I mean, if you look at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, uh, they, they're, they're, they're going to be decimated on, 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 in terms of free agency. 
no, just based right. off that's, again. That's actually, I mean, yeah, they, they've got. True. I mean, right. from from Godwin to Fournette. I mean, you go yeah. right down the line. They, again, they they they've got a lot of unrestricted free agents uh, that that ultimately may not sign back with Tampa. O.J. Yeah, Howard's another one who I'd like to see with his, in a Saints uniform. So, I mean, what's your take, Jack? Charges. What do you think's going to happen? Because again. I just think there's going to be more of a more of a of a, a market for Jameis than maybe a lot of us thought early because of what you just said. There are other teams that need quarterbacks, and you know, uh, and, and would be willing to maybe take a chance on a Jameis Winston. Well, Pittsburgh's the one I think is the biggest. You know, because because I mean, if you believe the people, if you believe the people that are, are scouting the quarterbacks, there's nobody really ready to play. And then, I mean, now if they land, you know what I'm saying? If they land, like I said, I'm basing it off of they're not going to get Aaron Rodgers or Russell Wilson. So then Jameis, to me, would be the next logical. And, mm-hmm. and, you know, they do have some nice pieces over there. The wide receiver group is nice. You know, they have a good young it, tight end. They have mm-hmm. a good Pittsburgh. front back. Yeah, yeah. So they and they got a great coach. A great yeah. Pittsburgh's got a great running back. They have a really good t- t- a, a, a tight end that's about to blow up. They got really good wide receivers. I mean, if Jameis Winston wants to go up there, I think he'd be successful because he's got oh. he'd have a great great running game behind him. But uh, yeah, they got a qu- I'm sorry. Well. Go, go ahead, Jack. Uh, I mean, oh no, my question was about Deshaun Watson. Do you think? Okay, I heard one of the uh, ESPN um, lawyers talk about this the other day. Mm-hmm. They think those those that case is going to drag on for a while. Do you think they let him play in the NFL um, with that over his head? I mean, who's going to be willing to sign him? Well, I think that's the first case uh, scenario that who's going to be willing to sign him. But you know, again, quarterback is a position where there's just not enough really good ones. So I think that somebody's going to take a chance. We see it all the time. Uh, the question is, again, I, here in New Orleans, I just don't see it with Gail Benson as the owner. I don't see a female yeah. owner bringing on a guy that, again, that has the reputation he has right now, no matter how good he is. But I'm telling you right now, there's going to be an NFL team that's going to take a chance on him. Now, the question is, oh. if, if he ultimately signs with another team, where does the NFL step in and, and, and again, look in terms of, a, uh, of suspension? And then how long will that suspension be? Because I don't think they're just going to let him go, come walk back in the league without, again, some type of suspension. Wow. And is, well, it I mean, worth, is, it worth it, is it worth it for Houston to trade him if they're not going to get anything near what he's worth? You know, they might as well just hold on to his rights. Yes and no. It depends well, if they want to make a clean if we want to make a clean break or not. Okay, but I, right. I, to your point, we're dealing with it here in Mike, with Michael with Michael Thomas here in New Orleans right now, right? With the Pelicans with Zion Williamson. When you have a player that again that, that has real value because they, they are one of the top players in, in their particular at their particular position, and and, and the, whether it's an injury, whatever, off the field issue, well, again, whatever it is, you know, you got to weigh again whether it's you should keep the the, the player in house and, and and allow that player to play itself back into where there's a, where there's a value for him. Or in the case of Watson, let the case run its run its course. And again, if he's exonerated in, in the case, then again he gets a clean slate coming in. But you know that's that, that's that's a, that's a lot. That's a lot. Guys, I can't wait for the musical chairs with the quarterbacks to start. So um, I, I guess we'll see in a few weeks. Huh? It's, yeah, man, it's going to be one. New Orleans is New Orleans is in that. Okay, for the first time in a long time, no doubt about it. Jack, have a wonderful Mardi Gras. First weekend of Mardi Gras. 
Yeah, y'all have a good evening. Thank you. You too, buddy. All right, no, Mike, what you, what, can you add anything to that? What are your thoughts? I mean, I gave mine. What are yours? How about Deshaun Watson? Deshaun I mean, Watson, um, yeah. yeah. Listen, um, it's a tricky situation, like I was saying. I mean, who knows what's going to happen as far as suspension, jail time maybe. Uh, I don't know. And you make a great point about Gail Benson being a female owner and, and bringing in a guy with all – if he's, you know – found guilty of what he's accused of it'd be tough but he's a great player man there's just so many women that came forward on this mike i mean again it's just it's not one or two okay i mean there's a there's a long line of women that that are saying the same exact thing you know now now, look i want let's let's face it there are second chances Jameis winston had his issues okay and he got a second chance and he got a second yeah. chance here in New Orleans, of course, you know. And, and obviously, again, he played through all the issues that he had in in, in Tampa, uh, you know, f- coming from Florida State, the stuff that he, again he had in that uh, with the situation on Arizona with the Uber driver, you know, the whole the whole deal. Yeah. Uh, but again, he has grown as a man. You can see it, okay? Uh, you can see the difference in, in in Jameis Winston today than Jameis Winston his first few years in Tampa. Oh, no question about it. He's He's a father now, and, you know, he's grown up. You know, guys, you know, the biggest, the guys who are the biggest knuckleheads growing up, usually when they finally grow up, they become the complete opposite. They do a 180. And because all that plays out of them. So, um, you know, it's going to be really, really interesting because, what is his market, man? You got a guy who really hasn't played much in the last two years, and then the, mm-hmm. the one season he had, he did play. He led the league in interceptions. The team he was with, cutting, uh, you know, got well, cutting for Brady, though, right? Yeah, I, mean, but I still contend before. that if Brady, if Brady stay, if Brady's not, if Brady's going to New Orleans. Jameis Winston staying in in, in in Tampa. Yeah, but Brady went there after. Uh, yeah, but what what wasn't wasn't the story that Brady had been looking at New Orleans and and, and again and was also flirting with Tampa, and of course then Tampa made made that made, uh, you know, I, I agree Tampa let him go early, but still yeah. there was an opportunity again they yeah, they, they knew they pretty so much they knew once so, Breeze was coming yeah, back I mean, they that, knew Brady they were getting Brady. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But here again, now I mean if you have a chance to get the goat, you go get him, but. If your right. guy's good, you know, Pittsburgh's not going after Brady. Um, even, you know, uh, Saints weren't going after – well, I guess they were. But, I mean, if Breeze was not – Breeze didn't retire, so he they didn't go after Brady. Mm-hmm. Dallas didn't go after Brady. But if they, but those teams were all happy with their quarterback. Uh, Tampa wasn't. So, they were like, yeah, go walk. Go, go find whatever deal you can. We're going after the GOAT. Mm-hmm. And it worked because they won a Super Bowl. Not not all because of him. Because it was mostly because of their defense. But he led yes. them, and and he was the main, uh, you know, like I said, leader of that situation. But it's going to be a, a weird market for him. I don't know that he he, he can demand like a top dollar. You, you don't. You don't. But but how about an incentive laden contract? Then again, that puts right, him right. that if he is playing and, and again playing at a high level, he's making what an NFL quarterback should make. True, but having an injury like he did last year, I don't think he'd be leery of that. I don't mm-hmm. know, man. Um, what can he demand? I mean, 
uh, <laughs> well, it depends what the market tough. is, Mike. If there's more than and, one and team, yeah, you have got to market, brother. You know, of course. If, and I think, I think Jack hit on it. I think Pittsburgh would be the team to look at mm-hmm. because he wouldn't have to be the reason they win. Just come in. Don't be the interception, Jameis. Be, be the Jameis that that Peyton was teaching you to be. You don't have to make every single play. Just live, live for another down. Yep, Turn I agree. Turn the ball off to Najee Harris. Let your defense get your good field position. Throw it to your good tight end, your really good wide receivers. And then, you know, everybody says, oh, great. Look, at, look how great Winston's playing, you know? <laughs> yep. So I, I, think I, got about, I got about three minutes yeah. left, uh, and I want, want to ask you just a quick question before we get out of here. Uh, Pelicans now are 23-36. and 36. They're two games out of the 10th um, the spot, Portland and, and San Antonio, ahead of them right now. C.J. McCollum has come in. They have not. They've been on a little bit of a, of a tough streak, losing streak here. But just your thoughts on C.J. McCollum. I, I got a minute, and then we got to close. Well, I mean, here's the thing about McCollum is, yeah, he's coming in, and, and he's lighting it up, but the team's losing. So they're going to have to develop that chemistry. I think one thing I sure didn't realize, I should have, but you were disrupting a really good team with, with really great chemistry. Yep. With two main cogs, especially Hart. Yep. And those guys were in a rhythm with each other. You know how it is, Eric. Sure. I don't even, know, I don't even have to look to see where you're going to be. I know where you're going to be on right. the court. I don't have to think about it. Right. So you, know what, you know what, court, you're, what that player is going to be doing, right? Yeah, I mean, I'm coming down the floor. I don't have to look. I can just throw a no-look pass because I know Big E's going to be spotting up in the corner and hitting that three. So, I mean, now we got a new guy. Uh-oh, I don't know. Now he wants the ball. Now he demands the ball because he's averaging, I don't know, about 30 a game now since he's been with him or close right. to it. Close to it. And it kind of, it's kind of like, ah, uh, what do we do? Now Brandon Mingus, like, I thought I was the man. So it's just going to take a minute for them to get it together. I'm sure that McCollum, he's saying and doing all the right things. I mean, he's sure off he the court. He's, he sounds like he's been a, a good good team guy. And on the court, he's mm-hmm. lighting it up. You cannot tell him to stop scoring. <laughs> no. You got to tell the other guy. <laughs> Come on, guy, that's why you brought him here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, you tell the other guy, you got, y'all got to figure it out. We're not telling right. McCollum not, not to score. No. So. And I think Ingram, Ingram is, is, is acquiescing to him right now. But they'll get it together. I think they'll get it together. The no. question's going to be again, because no, no, yeah. i got to wrap up, Zion, is he coming back after the All-Star break or not? And, and I think we'll find out very, very quickly next week if he's back. If he's not, it's going to be maybe the second surgery, whatever it's going to be there. Mike, one minute left. Tell us about the podcast. Tell us how, about, again, the, uh, how folks can follow you on social media, your blog. Uh, give it all to us, folks. Hot off the bench, Scott Craig and myself. For that on football, just me on the Anchor app talking to myself and to a phone and then uh present a football blog with the with the mock draft coming out soon probably a couple of weeks before the actual draft so we can you and i Beautiful. can talk about it well you be you, look you got a great track record with your mock drafts uh, and and that that has been proven out no doubt about it mike <laughs> have a great first mardi gras weekend and uh, we'll do it all over again next week my friend right right i got you my brother always fun Mike Vazan, Hot Off the Bench Podcast, Vazano Football Podcast, and blog. Don't forget about Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating, acpromise.com. acpromise.com, as I mentioned as we open the show. Even during the Mardi Gras season, they are their emergency service for you. Uh, you have a business, 
And again, you need help. Uh, heater breaks down, AC breaks down, refrigeration breaks down. Burkhardt is there for you. Home. Uh, again, uh, your, 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 own, your home, uh, AC breaks down, heater breaks down, 15 trucks in the field, 30-minute courtesy call, where they come to your home or your business. Truly a company you can trust. It's Burkhardt, acpromise.com, acpromise.com. Hi, Eric Ashwood, celebrity chef Scott Craig of Katie. Scott, you have to be excited about Katie's expanded second floor seating and private dining rooms. Yeah, but how about my vast local sports knowledge? You know sports, but shouldn't we be talking about your award-winning Sunday brunch? I'd rather talk about the Saints and the Pels. How about your award-winning pizza or daily specials? How about them Saints? I admit you have a great take on local sports, but what about Katie's award-winning menu? Okay, folks, I invite you to dine at Katie's. Eric and I don't have to brag about the food at Katie's. The food speaks for itself. Katie's open seven days a week in the heart of Mid-City at 3701 Ottawa. Southern Tire, family-owned and operated since 1972. Southern Tire is your one-stop shop for quality auto repairs and the best deals on tires. Whether it is your personal vehicle or a fleet account, at Southern Tire, we treat your vehicle like our own. At Southern Tire, we have all the latest diagnostic equipment and ASE-certified technicians the dealerships have without the dealership prices. Hickory & Airline and Mentory open Monday through Friday from 8 a.m. to 6 p.m., Saturday from 8 a.m. till 3 p.m. Give us a call now at 504-737-1558 to schedule an appointment or go to southerntire.com and check out all the services we provide to our customers. Mambo's, 411 Bourbon Street. Three floors of incredible dining in what might be the most beautiful restaurant on Bourbon Street. Cajun Creole cuisine at its finest and magnificent cocktails. Come dine in our authentic French Quarter Courtyard or on our Bourbon Street balcony. Come experience Bourbon Street's only rooftop bar. Mambo is perfect for a night out with friends, a romantic getaway, your next event, or a delicious meal with family. Lunch and dinner seven days a week. Order online for delivery at mambonola.com. Make your next New Orleans memory at Mambo's. Francesca Bacchetti's, 515 Harrison Avenue in Lakeview. Francesca is offering a menu that includes family meals, daily specials, delicious sides, award-winning pizza, New Orleans best burgers, poor boys muffaladas, and family recipes. A St. Louis-style deli with sandwiches and sodas. Wine and beer also available. Check out our menu online at francescadeli.com. Place your order or inquire about catering at 504-266-2511. Dine indoors, dine outdoors, or use our delivery services. That's Francesca Bacchetti's, 515 Harrison Avenue in Lakeview. Oceana Grill, bourbon at Conti in the French Quarter. Voted top 10 U.S. restaurant for everyday dining by TripAdvisor. Open seven days a week, home in New Orleans' best breakfast. There's something for everyone on our menu. Serving Cajun Creole dishes that will delight for lunch and dinner. Fantastic cocktails that will amaze. Come dine in our authentic French Quarter courtyard. We have five private rooms that can accommodate from 10 to 120 guests for dining or your next event. Oceana Grill is family-friendly, but perfect for an incredible dining experience with friends or that special someone. Order online for delivery at Oceanagrill.com. Oceana Grill is the best time off Bourbon Street. It's Mardi Gras season, and there has never been a better time to buy the Harley-Davidson of your dreams. Zydeco Harley-Davidson in Houma, Louisiana has over 100 Harleys available and is part of the largest Harley-Davidson dealer group in Louisiana with three stores and growing. 100% Louisiana-owned and operated. Zydeco Harley-Davidson is now offering Warranty Forever. That's right. Warranty Forever is a powertrain warranty that covers all the internally lubricated parts for as long as you own the motorcycle and available on any new or used Harley-Davidson 2017 model or newer. And, of course, you have to do all the manufacturer's required maintenance and services at the right intervals to keep the coverage in force. Zydeco State of the Art Service Center is available to take care of all those maintenance needs as well as style and performance upgrades. This February only at Zydeco Harley receive 15% off any Stage 1 through 4 performance upgrade. Our motor clothes department has added over $100,000 of the newest riding gear, helmets, gloves, boots, and Oakley eyewear to our showroom. Follow us on Facebook and online at ZydecoHD.com. Take the ride down the bayou. Zydeco Harley-Davidson in Oma, Louisiana. Jason Aldean. When the lights come on. Rock and roll. 
Cowboy Tour 2022, presented by Wolf Moon Bourbon. Saturday, September 24th, 7.30 p.m., Smoothie King Center, with Gabby Barrett and John Morgan. If I didn't ACM Artist of the Decade, Jason Aldean. Let's get this thing started. It's my kind of party. On sale now at Ticketmaster.com. Happy Mardi Gras, everybody. Reach for a William Grant product. Henry's Gin, Mago Tequila, Reiko Vodka. Of course, again, the all-star lineup of scotches. Linfinic Scott Squizzy, Balvini Scott Squizzy, Grand Splendid Scott Squizzy, Tullamore Dew Irish Squizzy, Sailor Jerry Rum, Florida Kanye Nicaraguan Rum, Fistful of Bourbon Whiskey, and, of course, Hudson Bourbon, all part of the portfolio of William Grant. Heading out to the parade. Let that be your companion, a William Grant product. We'll be right back after these messages. Catch the Three Tailgaters show with Ken Trahan and Ed Daniels on Saturday mornings from 10 to noon on 106.1 Nash Icon, WRKN, Picayune, New Orleans. High cholesterol. Come join us at Old New Orleans Cookery, 205 Bourbon Street. Open late, serving lunch and dinner seven days a week. Have an extraordinary cocktail while enjoying authentic Cajun Creole cuisine in our dining rooms or our beautiful courtyard. Two Bourbon Street balconies with adjoining private rooms to dine in or have your next event. Bring your family or friends for a wonderful dining experience. Old New Orleans Cookery is perfect for date night. Order online for delivery at nolacookery.com. It's always a great time on Bourbon Street at Old New Orleans Cookery. This is Eric Asher. Have you noticed that it's more and more common these days that products are hard to find or even sold out? Well, I'm here to tell you that air conditioning equipment doesn't have to be one of those things. The folks at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating take your comfort seriously. That means they keep the product on hand so when your AC breaks, they got a replacement ready. So never wait. Never worry. When you need help, trust Burkhardt. Visit acpromise.com. That's acpromise.com. And tell them Eric sent you.
party. I like this kind of party, baby. Welcome back, hour number two of Inside New Orleans on this first weekend of Mardi Gras. Happy Mardi Gras, first time in two years. Got to get out to the parade route, and uh, they are everywhere. Far, uh, Family Gras in Metairie. Uh, of course, uh, also, again, the uptown route is rolling with parades tonight. Uh, parades on the North Shore. Mardi Gras is back. And, of course, it is the William Grant family that still is Friday extravaganza. A great time for you to be able to bring a William Grant product with you uh, to the parade route. Uh, maybe, again, you're setting up at a friend or family's house, uh, and um, you, know, you don't want to come empty-handed, do you? You want to make sure that, again, you, you bring something that everybody's going to enjoy. Yeah, you can pick up, again, your favorite uh, food, or uh, but if you're bringing uh, some cocktails or something for cocktails, reach for a William Grant product. Henry's Gym, Malago Tequila, Rekha Vodka, Hottest Spirits on the Market. And then, of course, an all-star lineup with scotches that will wow, the, again, the uh, folks that are on the parade right with you. Grand Finney Scotts Whiskey, the Valvini Scotts Whiskey, Grand Splendid Scotts Whiskey. Then there's Tullamore Dew Irish Whiskey. Again, I keep hearing that other Irish whiskey. You can't get it. You get Tullamore Dew. Okay, yeah, you get Tullamore Dew. And, of course, Sailor Jerry Rum. Every bottle of Sailor Jerry Rum purchased in Louisiana, a portion of those proceeds go to the Gott Foundation, www.gottourtroops.org. Since 2012, over $200,000 in financial aid has been given out to uh, those that are active military members, tired military members, and their families. And, of course, if they get into a little bit of a jam, um, they're there for them. Funding includes living expenses, mortgage payments, rent, utility bills, insurance premiums, even, again, helping with necessary home repairs. And in the aftermath, again, what, multiple storms here? Uh, they can, uh, again, it's, it, that pool of money is there to be able to help those that served us. Uh, if uh, you want to give directly, go to www.gotourtroops.org. It's a fantastic organization. Or reach for a bottle of Sailor Jerry rum. Uh, Florida Kanye Nicaraguan rum is also part of the rum portfolio. And then you've got the Fistful of Bourbon Whiskey. And, uh, and Hudson Bourbon is, is our uh, bourbon portfolio. And, and I failed to mention Monkey Shoulder Single Malt, uh, part of, uh, again, the Scotch portfolio of William Grant. I can promise you this. You bring a William Grant product out to the parade route where you're setting up on a neutral ground or, again, maybe tend to a friend's or family member's house. Uh, they'll be asking you, wow, this is an incredible spirit. You, again, you'll, you'll get patted on the back over and over again. You're listening to Inside New Orleans. I'm your host, Eric Ash, on this first weekend of Mardi Gras. Uh, Glenn Gilbo is going to join us in a few minutes, about uh, 5.15. Uh, Ross Jackson, Locked on Saints Podcast, will join us at 5.35. And special thanks to my good friend Mike Gazam. joins us each and every uh, Friday uh, from Hot Off the Bench Podcast, Zeno Football 
pod uh, and also a blog. So, uh, again, appreciate his time. Uh, don't forget about the award-winning Inside New Orleans Sports. Now, look, a little bit of a change tonight, and it's only tonight only. Uh, WLE has an award-winning documentary on Irma Thomas, uh, and that's going to slide into my time slot tonight at 10 o'clock. So those that, again, watch the show on WLE at 10 p.m. on a Friday, and that's the most watched time uh, for, for our program, uh, again, it'll be at 11 o'clock, right after Irma. Uh, they're going to run a, a crawler on, under the, um, uh, under the uh, show, uh, Irma's show, to, to let folks know that it'll be coming on afterwards. But, again, uh, they slid that into that time slot just for this week. So 9 o'clock tonight on Pelican, 11 o'clock tonight on LE, uh, 2 a.m. on the Deuce, uh, when you're getting home from the parade tonight, 5 p.m. on, on Pelican Sports Television uh, tomorrow afternoon, every Saturday afternoon, already on our social media platforms. So, again, if you miss it and, and you're saying, oh, DVR, it, 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 it got the Irma um, documentary. Well, again, check that out because it's great. Uh, but you can go to at Eric underscore Asher on Twitter, Eric Asher on Facebook, Inside New Orleans Show on Instagram, and then, of course, the WLE TV uh, YouTube page has it there for you. Uh, my webmaster should have that up by, by the end of the weekend at ericasher.com. So uh, Jude Young, CrestedSports.com, 106.1 FM, and the voice of UN Athletics did an incredible job. Saints, LSU, Tulane, Pelicans, Loyola, college football, I mean, I'm sorry, college basketball, college baseball, uh, and, of course, uh, the pro teams. Uh, he broke it down for us. Did a great job, as always. Look forward to, again, you checking out the program. All right, uh, again, uh, uh, coming up now, uh, we're going to be joined by Glenn Gilbo in a couple seconds. Again, uh, don't, don't forget um, uh, about uh, the, uh, all of our fantastic sponsors. If you ever get into a situation where, again, you need one of our sponsors and you're thinking, man, wait, I can't remember, go to ericasher.com. There's a slideshow to sponsor, sponsor our program. Click on the icon of our sponsors. I'll take you right to, again, the sponsor uh, that you're looking for. And, again, thank you for supporting the sponsor, sponsor our program. All right, to the guest line we go. Uh, Glenn Gilbo of uh, Outkick.com is our guest. Glenn, how are you? Good, Eric. How are you? Good afternoon. Doing, Happy Friday. Doing great. Glenn, are you, are you going to be doing any Mardi Gras? Now, again, you you got, you got New Orleans blood running through you, right? Okay. Uh, and, and I know Baton Rouge, Mardi Gras is not as big as it is here. First Mardi Gras weekend in two years. Uh, and then, of course, next week is, is, is the big one, the big weekend leading into Fat Tuesday. Uh, will you be heading down, down to the city? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, we, uh, we have some friends used to live in Baton Rouge that live in Dallas. Their daughter's at Tulane. They're coming into town next week. We're going to hit some parades in New Orleans and here in, uh, in Baton Rouge, for sure. Beautiful. Beautiful. I mean, it feels good, doesn't it? For the first time in two years. I mean, for a lot. I mean, oh. you could just feel it, the vibe right now in the city uh, of folks that are going to just so happy to be able to get out and, and enjoy the revelry once again. You know, it, it was crazy. The, 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 the Right before COVID, two years ago, Michelle and I went to a play at the Sanger on a Saturday, came right. out and went to a Mardi Gras parade that we just happened to bump into going down St. Charles. It was a, I forget which one it was, but. And then it was. Then everything ended. You know, everything, everything yep. changed after that. So yeah, I'm looking forward to that and to uh, Jazz Fest in a couple of months. Yes, too. indeed. Yes, indeed. Uh, and, and they got a pretty good lineup there. So yeah, we'll, we'll get into that a little bit later on for sure. Glenn, let's start off with again LSU baseball kicking it off tonight. Um, the, the Jay Johnson era. Uh, what's your anticipation? What are you looking for in, in this in this Tiger team? First out the box for Jay Johnson. Well, you know, Jay Johnson is. He's an offensive coordinator. That's what he is. He's all about offense. And I think that's what Scott Woodward had in mind 
you know, a lot of times when you make a hire in 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 all sports, you kind of go the opposite of what you just had. And Maneri was kind of more pitching and defense quite a bit, and um, and Jay Johnson is just known for offense and being a hitting instructor. I mean, he's the offensive coordinator. But I tell you, this lineup, I mean, this is all Maneri players. I mean, virtually all Maneri players. I mean, they have the great transfer, Jacob Berry, third baseman that Jay brought with him. But, uh, you know, Cade Dowdy and and, uh, and Dylan Cruz, those were, those were great freshmen last year. And there's a lot of other Alex Malazzo, Gavin Dugas. Jordan Thompson. I mean, this is this is Maneri players, as are a lot of the pitchers. But uh, I, I mean, this team has Omaha written all over it. And I mean, last year they went to the Super Regional, so uh, they got pretty close. So I think it's going to be a great season. But I think they're going to score more runs than LSU's used to seeing. With, with that said, is this a is this a College World Series type team? Or is it too early, really, to tell yet? Um, you know, just based on again on paper. Oh no, I think this is a College World Series team. I mean, they have some of the best hitters returning in the league. Uh, their pitching's not great, uh, but I, I think they, they're going to have enough offense and enough decent pitching to get to Omaha. I do, and you know, and Jay Johnson's taking two teams to Omaha at a quick mm-hmm. time in Arizona. So uh, I, I think you're definitely seeing there. I do. What about what basketball? Again, Will Wade, uh, they're heading to South Carolina. Uh, the, most of the bracketology has them as a six seed. Uh, uh, and, and, of course, uh, you know, kind of turned things around when Pinson came back and they got a little bit healthy here. Uh, what are your thoughts as, as they go into the stretch run of the season? Well, there's no question they're a different team under, under Pinson. They, for the most part, they played pretty good defense. I mean, they had some uh, some lax times there and lost to some bad teams like like Ole Miss. But I think they're I think they're past that. You know, they still have quality wins. I mean, you know, they have a win over Kentucky. Uh, so I think they're going to get into the NCAA tournament. Um, I think the worst form is over because Pinson's not a hundred percent, but I think he's going to be able to play close to a hundred percent in consecutive games. Uh, the rest of the way, so that that means everything to them uh, because their offense is a little scattered without him. Mm-hmm. And they, you know they still don't have a dependable outside shooter, but but they've got good rebounders. They've got a good inside team. So I, I think I think they're an NCAA tournament team that might win one or two in it. This week again, we found out that. Um, uh, the, the Saints have made a decision on, on their offensive coordinator position. Uh, Pete Carmichael's going to be elevated. Uh, there was a lot of, uh, again, whether it was internet fodder or whatever, that um, reports that he was not interested in the job. He didn't want to didn't want to, uh, 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 interview for the head coaching job. He wasn't interested in the OC job. Uh, they went out. And the candidates, they i got to be honest with you, the candidates they interviewed really didn't, didn't move the needle for me, right? Um, but in the end, it looks like, he, again, he's going to be the O.C. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? What are your thoughts on the hesitation, which has, again, been my beef this week more than anything? You know, again, you can't, you can't be halfway in if you're going to be an offensive coordinator in the NFL. And, look, there's no Breeze and there's no Peyton, so everything really is on his shoulders at this point to continue the legacy of this offense. My, my issue is, is uh, uh, Glenn, that 
I don't think the offense is broke. I just think, again, they don't have quality players on the offensive side of the ball, which is why this offense was as bad as it was last year. Right, right. And, you know, it's interesting. Carmichael, he's, he's not been the most aggressive guy in, in getting jobs. You know, he's kind of liked being the behind-the-scenes guy. But when he has filled in for Peyton as, as a play caller, uh, when Peyton was suspended uh, in the 2012 season, and and he he called the plays in a lot of the 2011 season when they had the greatest off one of the greatest offenses ever in in NFL history and the Saints history, um, definitely Saints history and and um, and then I think it was 16 or 15 he he called plays so he's got to be good at it, you know and I think maybe Dennis Allen did a recruiting job on him to to convince him to uh to to take that job but but now um you know the the pressure's on Dennis to uh decide what he's going to do at quarterback are they going to get a new quarterback in free agency or or, or the draft or are they going to go with with uh Jameis and Taysom um because because that's going to be as if not more important but um you know I think Carmichael's a, a solid hire but it is unique that that he you know at first reportedly was not interested but you know, they came to him. Maybe that's what he wanted. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and, and here's the other part. You mentioned coming to him. You know, a lot of talk about the quarterback position, right, where they're going, direction they're going to go. Are they going to go the collegiate route and, and maybe, um, you know, draft a, a picket or, you know, the, or the kid, kid, out, kid out, of, uh, out of Ole Miss? Um, uh, you know, will, will they look, uh, you know, to, uh, to the, the, the pro ranks and, and possibly maybe they'll make a trade for one of the, one of the big two, which is, you know, obviously we know Wilson and Rodgers, which I think, I, I think that's a pipe dream at this point. Or are they going to try to fall back on guys that they've, they've known before, a Teddy Bridgewater or a Jameis Winston? I think the Jameis Winston situation is interesting because we've heard nothing from the Saints about Jameis Winston. Now, we don't know if they're talking to him behind the scenes, saying, look, you're our guy, or we'd like, we'd like to bring you back, or you know, we want to have, have a contract discussions. We have, we have no, I have no idea about that. He's an unrestricted free agent at this point. Um, now, there is some dead money, ultimately, if he doesn't re-sign with the Saints, but what direction do you think that they're going to go at quarterback? Boy, I, I don't know, but I saw Pickett play at the, the Senior Bowl, and I, I think Matt Corral, the old Miss quarterback, would – is better, yep. and I, I I don't know if he'll still be around when the Saints pick, but but Matt Corral would be would be I think a great uh, selection. He he was reminiscent of of Breeze, and Breeze by the way really wanted Carmichael to be the interim head coach when Peyton had to sit out that 12th season. I thought that was significant at the time, right. and still. But but um, you know I, I think um, if they don't get a, a real good quarterback like a Corral or Pickett. In the, in the draft, um, you know, I, I think the thing to do would be to go with Jameis. I think Jameis was starting to come into his own when mm-hmm. Devin White horse collared him. Um, you know, they were kind of started slow with him, and he was not really being unleashed yet, but I think he was fixing to do that, and I was really looking forward to that. And, and you know, they need to get him a receiver, too. Uh, you know, I don't know if Michael Thomas is going to be back or what, but um, I, I think that would be the route to go. I think Jameis Winston gives you more chances of being a, uh, a game changer than, than Bridgewater does. I think Bridgewater's more of a, of a game manager. Right. I think James can really win on his ability and his experience and his arm. 
you know, I'll be interested to see if ultimately they go with a veteran quarterback, but yet, again, that, that maybe is the stopgap, right? Okay, maybe just a bridge. And, and they, they, they draft a, a quarterback high. Um, I've said all along, and, and I'd like to get your take on this. You know, again, Ian Book in the system for a year. When you look at Ian Book, his time at Notre Dame, uh, you really can't go by his game here against the Dolphins. you got to throw that out. You compare and contrast, again, to the top quarterbacks in this draft. Where would you think he would be? Ian Book, where, where he would be in this draft? Yeah, I mean, would he be ahead of Corral? Would, would, you know, would he be ahead of Pickett in your mind? I mean, he was a fourth-round pick. Okay, is that a, is that a guy that you know Malik Willis is he is he ahead of Malik Willis? Because I've always contended if you know you don't reach for a quarterback and and ultimately if you feel like a guy can come in and 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 he can you know he can be your heir apparent or the guy that can start immediately then then you pull the trigger. But if you if you've invested even in in, in a fourth round pick and 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 just because again that draft was maybe a little bit uh, more more quarterback heavy and, and it pushed that that player down is that player better than what we're seeing coming out this year and you know really the draft gurus are the ones that really kind of kind of know this and of course the scouts but you know that, that's the interesting thing to me okay uh, do they feel come do they like book at this point or is book just a guy that's you know in, you know they're they're going to maybe try to develop and, and they maybe look at a corral or they look at a Willis or, or a Pickett and believe that they're better than them you saw those guys at the Senior Bowl um, what do you think. Well, I don't think Book is in the same class as Corral. Um, and, I, and I think Book is like a lot of guys the Saints took over the years in the mid-rounds at quarterback. I mean, I don't see him as a starter in, in the NFL. I, I just don't. Um, I, I think, uh, you know, for the Saints, it's going to be Corral or Pickett or Winston or or Taysom or uh, or Bridgewater. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not sure what's, what's going to happen there. I mean, it's uh, – you know, maybe maybe you're talking about a bridge. How about a how about a two year bridge and then trade the city for Joe Burrow? I mean, right? That would, that would be cool, and you know, build up. Yeah, yeah but I think there'll be a franchise tag on that guy forever. <laughs> well, you know, you could you could attract him with an offensive line for sure. But, right, uh, that's for no, sure. I don't, I don't well, the, the Teron Armstead may be covering his blind side this next season. Yeah, I just there's just so many question marks at, uh, mm-hmm. at at quarterback and receiver for the Saints, you know, and and uh, if they don't do something significant at both of those positions, it's going to be a lot more difficult job for for Carmichael. I agree. It's going to be a harder job for Dennis Allen uh, as, as head coach. Um, you know, the defense is there. They they just they just got to you know put the biggest piece of all. Uh, you know, of all positions in the NFL, they got to find one. Um, this week, actually, again today, there was an article released on, on Outkick by you ranking the top SEC coaches. Uh, for those that have not had a chance to read it yet, uh, first of all, where do you have Brian Kelly? And I have it right in front of me, by the way. Uh, and then, and then, of course, what are your top five? Well, I have Brian Kelly at, at fourth. And, um, you know, I've been doing those rankings for years. I usually do it in August, but I thought it'd be mm-hmm. fun to do it now. Um, and, you know, I, I use a lot of that, of what they did before they got into the SEC, obviously. I mean, you can be a great coach and not coach in the SEC. And Brian Kelly, you know, has, has done a lot in Notre Dame. Uh, I, I would compare him to Maneri, you know, getting to the close to a championship 
and then he gets to LSU and he wins one because there's more talent at your disposal in recruiting. So I think that could be a scenario for Kelly. I mean, he, he did Notre Dame that no one had done since Lou Holtz. So, yeah, I have him fourth. We got Saban first, Smart, Kirby Smart second. got Jimbo third. Um, and then after that, I think it's uh, Leach. Yep. Who I really like because what he did at Tech, Tech and Washington State, which are two programs that really don't have a history, and he, he won there. And then, um, you know, really like uh, Mark Stoops for the same reason. Kentucky's not a place you, you, you win at a lot. He's probably been their most consistent coach mm-hmm. over time in, in history. Uh, but it, it's it's fun to look at, you know. And, and yeah, no, uh, I, I think I think it's interesting. You have, you have Stoops over over Lane Kiffin, who a lot of people believe are again is a really great coach. And then of course, uh, the, you you round it out with Sam Pittman at eight, Hypo at at, at nine, and then Harston Harston of, of Auburn at ten. Yeah, well, Harston. Yeah, Harston. You're on and off the field, but you know it's it's a great conference. I mean, there's good coaches. No, it is. Right there. Okay, you're, you're breaking up on us. Could you move to another? Could you move to a little oh, closer sorry. to the signal? There you go. There you go. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. He hasn't been a head coach that long, like like say Stoops or Lee. Mm-hmm. But right. But Kiffin's, Kiffin's definitely on the way up, and you know it's like. Um, uh, uh, Beamer at, at South Carolina, I have him real low. Well, he had a winning season, but that's just his mm-hmm. first year as a coach. So, right. so I'm big, big on experience there. But uh, I think a lot of Lane, I, I, I really do. I think he he um, he's one of the hottest young coaches in, in football yep. right now. That's why it surprised me because I know you like Lane Kiffin. Where you put Stoops in front of in front of in front of um, of Kiffin. That that's the little you know. Just knowing you, results. Uh, that that results. <laughs> you know. But uh, we'll, we'll see how it kind of plays out. Um, what, do you, what do you got for us coming up on, on OutKick? And, and, again, how can folks follow you on social media? Uh, let us know about it. Uh, well, the, uh, I have a story about Lane Kiffin uh, replacing his little brother, actually, at, uh, mm-hmm. at Ole Miss. He hired a Western Kentucky defensive coordinator. That's up on the website. That was kind of strange. His brother left the Cleveland Browns defensive line job to work to be co-coordinator with Lane and then after a month he went back to the NFL that was that was kind of strange uh and what I've heard is it's because of this NIL and the transfer portal which right. you know a lot of coaches do not like that and I think they need to tweak uh, both they got to get it under control then, um, yeah they do they do and I'm gonna be uh uh next week I'm gonna we're gonna be looking at um uh, Alvin Kamara's situation with the Saints, and uh, and then getting ready for uh, spring football. Beautiful. Always appreciate the time, my friend. Enjoy your weekend, and we'll check in next week. Okay, thank you. Glenn Gilboa, at LSU Beat Tweet on Twitter. Don't forget about uh, my friends over at Southern Tire, Hickory and Airline in Metairie. That's right, Southern Tire. Uh, if you've got a situation where, again, uh, maybe in you know, New Orleans Street you get a flat and you need, you need to be able to have your tire repaired, uh, they can handle that for you. And then remember, the largest selection of tires in the metropolitan area, bar none. Something for everyone's budget. And, again, uh, wheels and tires of the 30 inches, financing is available. When it comes to keeping your car on the road, ASC certified technicians, the same diagnostic equipment you get at the dealership. And, uh, look, 
you're not getting the dealership sticker for shock prices. I, I can promise you that. Owned by the Piazza family since 1972. And look, especially when you're talking about uh, someone, that uh, a company that deals with your automobile, right? A mechanic shop, a tire shop. Uh, you don't stick around that long unless you're taking care of your customers and you had a great reputation. They have a fantastic reputation at Southern Tire. Uh, remember, also they repair your damaged rims. Uh, financing is available for, again, tires and, and wheels up to 30 inches. Hickory and Airline and Metairie open Monday through Friday from 8 to 6, Saturday from 8 to 3, 504 737 1558 is the phone number. Go to southerntire.com. There's a diagnostic page that you can uh, you can troubleshoot what's going on with your vehicle if you got problems. Also, it'll give you that large selection of tires I've been talking about uh, right there for for you to be able to peruse on the internet. Uh, owned by the Piazza family since 1972, it is Southern Tire Hickory Airline in Metairie. New Orleans Country 1061 Nash Icon is once again your home for New Orleans Privateers basketball. Tune in to Jude Young for all the action as UNO takes on top-rated college basketball teams, including local rivals and Southland Conference foes, in their quest to win championships and return to the NCAA tournament. All season long, set sail with the UNO Privateers on New Orleans Country 1061 Nash Icon. This report is sponsored by Staples Stores. Staples has the tools your business needs to get work done no matter where. Right now, save up to 40% on select chairs so your home office has everything your office office has. In-store only, offer ends 226 while supplies last. Explore what's new at Staples, the working and learning store. Look out for delays that are solid on 10 eastbound from the Gramercy Lutcher exit to just before Bell Tear. And also delays pick back up on 10 eastbound from the Bonnet Carries Spillway to the airport. And then delays stretch 10 eastbound from just past City Park to the high rise. 10 westbound, your delays are steady from Elysian Fields to Canal. And delays pick back up 10 westbound from just past Canal Boulevard to the airport. On the 610 on the westbound side, your delays are steady from Canal Boulevard to the 10610 merge. And on the eastbound side from Elysian Fields to the 10610 merge. Look out for uh, delays if you're traveling eastbound along the West Bank Expressway, the Crescent City Connection, and the Pontchartrain Expressway from Stumpf Boulevard to the O'Keefe Howard Avenue exit. Look out for delays that are steady if you're traveling westbound along the Pontchartrain Expressway from the Claiborne Earhart exit to the St. Charles Carondelet exit. And delays pick back up on the West Bank Expressway going westbound from just past Ames Boulevard to Avondale. And on the 310 southbound, delays are solid from before St. Rose to the Luling Hornville exit. I'm at Robinson Broadcasting from the Attorney Mike Bradner Traffic Center. On the East Bank and West Bank, from the lake to the Gulf, the men and women of the Jefferson Parish Sheriff's Office keep our parish safe. Some are on the beat, others behind the scenes ensuring the safety of our community. JPSO is now looking for correctional officers and 911 dispatchers. Your community's calling. Answer the call. Visit JPSOjobs.com for the complete benefits package and salary. Bienvenue on Hickory, 467 Hickory Avenue. Open seven days a week, offering a creative menu of all your New Orleans favorites. Fresh Louisiana seafood, great sandwiches, soup, salads, daily specials, and a Sunday brunch. Contemporary Creole cuisine, great southern dishes. Check out our menu online at BienvenueHarahan.com. Dine indoors or outdoors? Place your order or inquire about catering at 504-305-4792. That's Bienvenue on Hickory, 467 Hickory Avenue in Harahan. 
Sportsbeat is the place to watch your favorite team. Come check out all the games, including the NBA, college basketball, and baseball on 20 TVs. Open seven days, 11 a.m. to 2 a.m. Happy hour, 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. Great menu featuring two, count them, two steak nights. Wednesday night, 6 p.m. till $10 choice filets. Friday night, 6 p.m. till $10 choice ribeyes. Private room available. Sportsbeat is located at 3330 Ridge Lake at 16th Street behind Wendy's on Causeway. Sportsbeat Pub and Cafe, home of fantastic cocktails, large beer selection, delicious food, friendly staff, and all the sports you can handle. If you ever have any problems with your air conditioner heating system, you want someone who will be there to help right away. Take it from me, Eric Asher. When it comes to repair, there's no one I trust more than my friends at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. Burkhardt provides emergency repairs for any brand of cooling and heating system, and you can call them anytime. The team has years of experience, and they know how to get you up and running fast. So when you need help with your AC or heating system, you want someone who will be there right away. Visit Burkhardt at acpromise.com and tell them Eric sent you. Oceana Grill, bourbon at Conti in the French Quarter. Voted top 10 U.S. restaurant for everyday dining by TripAdvisor. Open seven days a week, home in New Orleans' best breakfast. There's something for everyone on our menu. Serving Cajun Creole dishes that will delight for lunch and dinner. Fantastic cocktails that will amaze. Come dine in our authentic French Quarter courtyard. We have five private rooms that can accommodate from 10 to 120 guests for dining or your next event. Oceana Grill is family friendly, but perfect for an incredible dining experience with friends or that special someone. Order online for delivery at Oceanagrill.com. Oceana Grill is the best time off Bourbon Street. Family to this Friday extravaganza. Eric Asher with you until six. Don't forget about my friends at Burkhart. You're in the market for a generator for your home and your business. They are your generator sales and service experts. Single day installs for you. 24-7, 365 emergency service. Financing available generators. And, of course, that new install quality check after one month. Uh, if you're in the market for a generator, now's the time to strike. Uh, again, get on uh, get on that calendar for that single-day install. That's Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating Generator Sales and Service, acpromise.com, acpromise.com. Thanks to Glenn Gilbo of Outkick.com for joining us uh, in the last segment. Ross Jackson of Locked on Saints Podcast is with us now. Happy Mardi Gras to you, Ross. Welcome to the show. Hey, you're right back at it. Absolute pleasure to be here with you as always, but hope you're doing well. Doing, doing fantastic. Ross, uh, let, let's start off with, uh, with uh, the offensive coordinator position this week. I thought you had a great article on, on, on your, um, uh, I believe it was on Canal Street Chronicles, if I'm not mistaken, um, where, uh, where, where you talked about the, uh, the, the interviews for the um, offensive coordinator position. And, look, and, and if I'm wrong on, on, the, on the publication, please correct me. But I thought it was a really insightful article into what the Saints may be looking at when they were interviewing the candidates for the offensive coordinator position. Why don't you, again, make sure I'm right on, on the publication and then tell us a little bit about what, what your thoughts were. No, you got it absolutely right. Yeah, it was over at Canal Street Chronicles. And I thought it was interesting, right? They were bringing in these guys like Scotty Montgomery, Jay Gruden, uh, Robert Perez, and, and they were looking at these, these guys that kind of bring something different. They, you know, had they been brought on as the offensive coordinators, you know, Scotty, for instance, is an RPO, um, you know, kind of referred to as an RPO expert, right? He's done it for years and years and worked with that and worked in a heavy run game situation was part of the reason why as a running back coach, 
Jonathan Taylor was so successful, for instance, in Indianapolis last year. So he would have brought something very different as to what have the wide receivers coach from the Dallas Cowboys who actually got hired two days before the Saints brought him in for an offensive coordinator uh, interview who had spent time with Kellen Moore in Boise State with a system that was a little bit more about um, a little bit more about being run heavy, but simplifying wide receiver route trees, allowing them to win off of the balance of the run game. And then, you know, Jay Gruden being somebody that effectively opens up offenses a little bit more and in a different way than Sean Payton's West Coast Eric Coryell blend. And so it was pretty clear the Saints were trying to get a look at as many different varieties of potential offenses that they could potentially institute in 2022 before landing on their decision with Pete Carmichael. How much of this was picking the brain of these coaches, Robert Prince, you mentioned Scotty Montgomery, Jay Gruden, uh, to see again with, with their, uh, you know, their expertise uh, and maybe again utilizing that within, within the, the Peyton offense because they settled on Pete Carmichael. And I want to talk about Carmichael for, in a moment, but was this about, again, from a defensive, uh, from a, let's say a DA uh, he, uh, being a defensive coach, wanting to pick the brains of maybe some other offensive coach on what they do well, and maybe again, but we see it all the time, right? Uh, uh, teams steal uh, plays from other teams. Peyton used to do it on a week-to-week basis here in New Orleans. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I think that there's a little bit of that, and I think there's also a little bit of just having an earnest search of making sure that you're not only taking a look at, you know, we have a lot of conversation around diversity, around coaching and everything, which, of course, is a very important conversation, a very important focus. But I think for the Saints, too, this is an opportunity to kind of diversify their look at what do today's offenses across the NFL also look like because they've been running a system effectively since 2006 that, of course, has evolved mm-hmm. and changed. And as, as you and I have talked about, Sean Payton, in the midst of all that, innovated things that have become the future of NFL offenses. But there is, there is a worthwhile time spent to go out and look at what else is going on around the NFL, especially if you're looking at any of these rookie quarterbacks, if you're interested in moving ahead with Taysom Hill, then sort of these more run-heavy approaches like an RPO-style offense or a run-to-set-up-the-pass type of an offense that Prince would have brought or so on and so forth that could have been a little bit more appealing for the Saints had they not, you know, had they decided to go in a different direction. And I think the Saints operated and have so far operated there coordinator searches the same way as they operated their head coaching searches which were look at the outside candidates first then talk to the inside candidates the the internal candidates who are probably going to be the favorites in every circumstance so that you kind of give those outside candidates an opportunity to make a more positive first impression as opposed to having the interview with the internal guy that you're kind of already leaning towards anyway and then forcing that bias or forcing that lean further i think the saints do the smart thing here and looking at all the external candidates first and giving them a more fair shot Ross Jackson, Locked on Saints podcast, is our guest. Ross, let's talk about, again, Pete Carmichael taking over the offensive coordinator position. Uh, there were reports that he did not want the position, that uh, he didn't want the responsibility. He did not interview for the head coaching uh, position because he didn't want that responsibility. And then all of a sudden this week there's an about face and he takes the job. What's the backstory? Yeah, it's, a, it's an interesting situation. Uh, what, what I'm not entirely sure on is exactly what it was that flipped him in terms of getting him to take the uh, position. But honestly, I think that a, a big part of it is going to be that the Saints are really committed to not blowing anything up and not making any major changes. They believe very much in what's in that building and that they're a couple of pieces away. And so when you look at what the Saints can do, right, if you look at what they can do going into 2022, you're talking about bringing back Michael Thomas, you'll have to probably patchwork a little bit at running back, depending upon what happens with Alvin Kamara. But you still have a familiar face at running back with Mark Ingram. You have a great offensive line. You have, you know, that, that you know, hopefully will be able to stay healthy. 
And so really you're looking at adding a few pieces and then being able to otherwise kind of run back what you did last season, whether it's with Taysom Hill or I think more likely, and, and this would be the, the you know, if, if, if anyone were to ask me who I think the starting quarterback for the Saints will be in 2022 at That was going to be my next question, so go ahead. Oh, great. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I, I would say Jameis Winston. I, I think Jameis Winston – is the quarterback for 2022. Um, I think that he will be the quarterback for 2022. Now, the Saints will have to outbid some of the other contenders for him. I, I think the Steelers will be in on him. I think the Bucks could potentially be in on him. But, you know, if he heals up and if his recovery goes well and everything, keeping Pete Carmichael means that Jameis Winston doesn't have to learn a new system. So it makes it all the more appealing for him to come back into a system that maximized him last year, putting up 14 touchdowns and three interceptions. And, you know, throwing five touchdowns in his debut against a very good Green Bay Packers team. And so I think that when you look at what it is that may have curbed the uh, doubt that Pete Carmichael had or, or, or however, wherever that was coming from, some of it may be just simply the benefits of continuity. You bring in a system, you keep a system that would be able to support a, you know, a very good quarterback, a very good offense, and you won't have to reteach a bunch of language, a bunch of lingo, a bunch of verbiage, but you'll also be able to put your own opportunity, your own spin on it. I think those things are really encouraging and probably were things that were really appealing to Pete Carmichael. I do have a question again, and, and I don't know the answer to this, so that's why I ask. Again, um, look, he's an unrestricted free agent. He's working his butt off to be able to get himself back. He's got the videos out there showing again that he's making some real progress. There was actually a report that, you know, again, if the Saints would have made the playoffs that he was going to try to come back early, right? Um, mm-hmm. Do you think the team has been in contact with him, staying in contact with him? We have not heard them say we want Jameis back. It's been it's been eerily quiet on again the direction they want to go in quarterback. You know, I've heard they like Teddy Bridgewater a lot in the building. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, what do you think's going on there? Are they staying in contact with him? Because again, I think that means a lot to a quarterback, especially a quarterback coming off an injury. That maybe the team that he was with still, even though he's not under contract, still again uh, favors him to be their starter. Yeah, I would be very surprised if, if at least Ronald Curry wasn't in his ear every now and then checking in with him and things like that, the Saints quarterback coach. I would be very surprised if that wasn't the case. He's technically still a New Orleans Saint up until the next mm-hmm. league year begins in March, right? right. So I, I would be very, very surprised if they weren't in contact. Uh, the Saints are going to have to do, and, and I think will, do everything that they can to find the next starting quarterback in, in 2022. And, and, and they're going to do that by looking at the trade market, looking at free agency, like guys like T- uh, Teddy Bridgewater, which would also make a ton of sense if they went that route. Uh, and, and of course the draft. But I, I think that in order for them to really in earnest find the guy that they're most comfortable with, they're going to have to make sure that they have their hands in every pot that they can. And I think part of that is also keeping in contact with you know, a guy like Jameis Winston, who is in the midst of his recovery, sure. you want to show your support to his recovery. And again, mm-hmm. he's technically still a New Orleans Saint at this time as we speak. And so because of that, I, I would be surprised if they weren't still in his ear at this point over the course of the offseason, because it seems that if their main purpose over the course of this offseason or their main objective over the course of this offseason is continuity and cohesion, yes. that if, mm-hmm. if Jameis Winston recovers well and if he's ready to go and he looks like he's going to be and, and if he looks like he's going to be ready to go by training camp or even preseason beginning of the season, then he would make a ton of sense for the Saints in terms of their their sort of uh, focus on continuity and cohesion. Hundred percent agree. Now again, I will say this: playing devil's advocate. If Peyton felt really strong about Jameis Winston as the quarterback, I don't know if he's taking this hiatus, okay? If he feels like, mm-hmm. look, the defense is a championship defense. Uh, I obviously didn't know about the Kamara situation until until after the fact. Um, if he really felt strongly that Jameis could take him to a Super Bowl, I think he would have stuck around. 
Yeah, I think that there's absolutely truth there. And, you know, and, and that might be the way that, that Sean Payton himself felt. But I think that if you look at some of the things that we know about the New Orleans Saints, it's that they feel that they can compete regardless of who the quarterback is. I mean, look, they went through four of them last year. And right. they competed in every single one of those games. Mm-hmm. And they, they did everything that they needed to do to try to win those games. They moved ahead with, you know, yes, they went 0-4 under Trevor Simeon, but they remained competitive and they fought until the very last second in at least a couple of those games. And so I think that when you look at what it is that the New Orleans Saints organization feels that may be different than the way that Sean Payton might have felt in terms of the individual sort of weighing of the options, then mm-hmm. that might be true when it comes to Sean Payton. But for this organization, I don't know that they really are in a situation to where they feel that they can't win with any quarterback under center. Right. You were in Mobile for the Senior Bowl. Obviously, again, all the quarterbacks that Matt Corral were, were there, all the top quarterbacks, who impressed you? Who do you think that if the Saints are looking at this quarterback as a bridge quarterback to a guy that maybe they can groom, who would that guy be coming out in this draft, if at all? Yeah, yeah. If there was any any of them that were coming out in this draft, I think it would be Malik Willis uh, out of the ones that were present at the Senior Bowl. He brings you the ability to be able to play off schedule, but he's a very structured quarterback. And I think that that's something that the Saints really like. You look at Taysom Hill, he's somebody that can play off schedule, but what do they like about Taysom Hill? They like that he can play in structure. And I think that Malik Willis is probably the guy out of all of the, the available options in this year's draft outside of maybe Kenny Pickett. Uh, who gives you both, can play off schedule and play within structure. So I really, really like what Malik Willis could potentially bring to this team. The thing that would be interesting, though, is they just drafted a rookie quarterback that they really, really liked in Ian Book. Was he Mm -hmm. more Sean Payton's uh, sort of project, or was he the team in Jeff Ireland? Because if if it's the team in Jeff Ireland, then they may feel really good about what they have in Ian Book, who I talked to at Radio Row for the Super Bowl and said he wants to compete. For the starting job. And that's what he's always been, right? He's always been a competitor. He's the winningest quarterback in Notre Dame history, which is a very history franchise, obviously. And so when you look at the idea of bringing in a rookie quarterback at this time, does that end up reallocating the assets that you would otherwise use to develop Ian Book? Or do they feel comfortable with that? Or are they more confident in a quarterback from this year's class than they are in Ian Book? That'll be the the, the sort of thing to weigh. I 100% agree. I mean, I've said the same thing. Again, when you compare and contrast Ian Book to what's in the, in the draft today, wh- how do they feel? They feel that that's right. their guy? They, do they feel that, again, he's better than anybody that's in this draft right now? And, again, look, you need draft capital to upgrade that wide receiver position. Now, again, running back is, on, is, is part of that deal. The running back was going to be part of it anyway. But now with Kamara, possible suspension, uh, we know that, again, they're going to have to upgrade the tight end position. But that's probably going to be with, a, uh, with a, um, a veteran. And, of course, you know, the quarterback position. To me – Backfill on the offensive line will, will, will be part of this, but really it's an off, to me it's an offensive draft. This is one of those drafts where the, in the past they've been looking like they've gone defense. They've got to go offense this time around. Yeah, absolutely. I think that this was going to be maybe a draft that is a little bit uh, more akin to what we're accustomed to. Last year we saw them go, what, three, three, yeah, three straight defensive players where they went Peyton Turner, Pete Werner, and then Paul Tenadivo, and that's out of the ordinary for the New Orleans Saints. I think there's only one or two other times in which they've drafted three straight defensive players to open up a draft. I think only once mm-hmm. in 2006, if I remember correctly. Yep. And so I think that when you look at this year's draft, I think it goes back to the usual sort of rhythm for them, which is heavy on the offensive side. They love their offensive prospects. They love their senior bowl prospects, of course. And I don't think that that changes because of Sean Payton no longer being around. I think that's a Jeff Ireland thing. I think that's a Mickey Loomis thing. And right. so I think that when it comes to, since Jeff Ireland kind of took over the draft in 2017, with Sean Payton's input, 
then I think that you're still going to see a lot of the same things. They're still going to like their wide receivers to be over six foot, over 200 pounds. They're still going to like those 90 plus uh, athletics or nine plus athletic scores. They're still going to like their big corners, their fast safeties. Like they're still going to have a lot of the benchmarks that we're used to seeing those. Oh, you know, I don't want to call them oversized, but you know, the big edge rushers that can also play on the interior, you know, they're still going to like those styles. So I, I do think though, that they will shift back to a more offensive focus in this year's draft. I think they're probably a lot more comfortable in free agency in terms of in-house free agents about the ones that they could bring back on the defensive side and that they can continue to fill out the defense with their own guys by bringing them back as opposed to over on the offensive side where they might not be able to do as much as they can. Final question, two minutes left. Who is the defensive coordinator for the New Orleans Saints? I think it's probably my, I would put my money on Ryan Nielsen at this point. I think the Saints are going to stay in-house. That one felt like an in-house hire from the very beginning. Honestly, Pete Carmichael felt like an in-house hire from the very beginning until we heard that he didn't, you know, that he wasn't going to be the offensive coordinator, right? Until we were sure. told that. And so, you know, everything that we kind of expected everything to be in-house here. So I think that Ryan Nielsen will be that guy. Chris Richard is somebody that should also get heavy recognition. He's actually been an NFL defensive coordinator before as well. So I think that that's a big piece of it. But I just think that the, the way that this, the, that this New Orleans Saints team has invested in Ryan Nielsen, the way that they have gone out and kept him in New Orleans, you know, they, they kind of had that little scrap last year with LSU, keeping Ryan Nielsen in and giving him the assistant mm-hmm. head coaching tag and all that. I think that that assistant head coaching tag goes to Darren Rizzi, special teams coordinator, and then they would end up moving up defensive line coach and current assistant head coach Ryan Nielsen to defensive coordinator. Um, you know, our good friend Nick Underhill from over at New Orleans that football has been talking about co-defensive coordinator possibilities between Ryan Nielsen and uh, Chris, uh, Chris Richard, but I think the Saints will already kind of have that structure if Dennis Allen is calling the plays anyway. I so, 100% agree with that. You know what I mean? So I think my thought is, unless Dennis Allen's going to give up play calling on the defensive side, which I, did, I don't think mm-hmm. is a reality, uh, right. that Ryan Nielsen would be the guy. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. And, and I think, again, that's, it's a natural progression for him uh, to move into that position, be a coordinator, and then, again, maybe not the play caller, but the coordinator. And then the next step, obviously, is taking it over uh, completely. Ross, always yeah. appreciate it, man. Always really good stuff from the podcast and, of course, uh, your writings. Tell the folks how they can subscribe to the podcast, how they can check you out in terms of your writing, and how they can follow you on social media. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, look, the easiest way to keep up with everything that we've got going on is to follow me on Twitter at Ross Jackson, NOLA, N-O-L-A. And then the easiest way to keep up with the podcast is just to find us on your favorite podcast provider. Just search for Locked on Things podcast. We're free. We're available on all platforms over on YouTube as well. Don't forget to check out the writing over at CanalStreetChronicles.com. Eric, always a pleasure to be here with you, buddy. Thanks for having me back. Thank you, bud. Appreciate your time. Happy Mardi Gras. You as well, Ben. All right, that's Ross Jackson. Again, uh, really good stuff, man. Every time he comes on, really, really good stuff. All right, uh, don't forget about Burkhart, even though it is a Mardi Gras weekend. And look, I mean, it it, it might be tough to get around the city because everybody's heading out, right? Your AC breaks down, heater breaks down, you need help. Burkhart will be there for you. Uh, Again, they have guys that are available after hours. Uh, Well, they're also, again, working on Saturdays. Uh, So, again, if you need help, acpromise.com, acpromise.com. That's North Shore, South Shore, East Bank, West Bank. Remember, 15 trucks in the field, Nate certified technicians, only doing the work that's necessary. For a company can trust, AC heating, uh, again, your standby generator, uh, electrical needs, uh, the Apco whole home treatment system, it's Burkhart, acpromise.com.
Hi, Eric Ash with celebrity chef Scott Craig of Katie. Scott, you have to be excited about Katie's expanded second floor seating and private dining rooms. Yeah, but how about my vast local sports knowledge? You know sports, but shouldn't we be talking about your award-winning Sunday brunch? I'd rather talk about the Saints and the Pels. How about your award-winning pizza or daily specials? How about them Saints? I admit you have a great take on local sports, but what about Katie's award-winning menu? Okay, folks, I invite you to dine at Katie's. Eric and I don't have to brag about the food at Katie's. The food speaks for itself. Katie's open seven days a week in the heart of Mid-City at 3701 Ottawa. If you're in the market for a quality used car, come visit us at Southern Tire Auto Sales. We have a large selection of pre-owned cars, trucks, and SUVs for every taste and budget. Every pre-owned vehicle on the lot has been carefully inspected for safety and quality. At Southern Tire Auto Sales, we'll only sell you the best used vehicles and we'll never sell you something we wouldn't buy ourselves. Financing is available. Hickory and Airline and Mentory open Monday through Friday from 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. Saturday from 8 a.m. till 3 p.m. Give us a call now at 504-737-1558 to schedule an appointment or go to southerntire.com and check out all the services we provide to our customers. Mambo's, 411 Bourbon Street. Three floors of incredible dining in what might be the most beautiful restaurant on Bourbon Street. Cajun Creole cuisine at its finest and magnificent cocktails. Come dine in our authentic French Quarter Courtyard or on our Bourbon Street balcony. Come experience Bourbon Street's only rooftop bar. Mambo is perfect for a night out with friends, a romantic getaway, your next event, or a delicious meal with family. Lunch and dinner seven days a week. Order online for delivery at mambonola.com. Make your next New Orleans memory at Mambo's. Francesca by Katie's, 515 Harrison Avenue in Lakeview. Francesca is offering a menu that includes family meals, daily specials, delicious sides, award-winning pizza, New Orleans best burgers, poor boys muffaladas, and family recipes. A St. Louis-style deli with sandwiches and sodas. Wine and beer also available. Check out our menu online at francescadeli.com. Place your order or inquire about catering at 504-266-2511. Dine indoors, dine outdoors, or use our delivery services. That's Francesca by Katie's, 515 Harrison Avenue in Lakeview. So you're sitting in traffic on I-10, tired of your long work day, and you're dreading cooking dinner for the family. So where's the place you should think of? Oceana Grill. And get ready to indulge your palate with the flavor it deserves. From blackened bayou duck to our signature barbecue shrimp, we know how to get you asking for more. Whether it's sitting outside or in our courtyard or kicking back at one of our indoor, unique, vibrant dining rooms, Oceana can make you feel right at home with our friendly staff and our naturally New Orleans cuisine. Oceana Grill, 739 Conti, in the heart of the fun, 8 a.m. to 1 a.m. daily. We know what you're missing in your kitchen. Oceana You may be into punk rock, soft rock, or classic rock, R&B, hip-hop, or house, country, techno, or techno country. But no matter what kind of music you listen to, here's something else you should hear. Please consider getting vaccinated. Talk to your pharmacist today about Comirnaty, COVID-19 vaccine mRNA. This message brought to you by BioNTech and Pfizer. This week at Macy's, we're ready for a winter pick-me-up with an extra 20% off when you use your coupon or Macy's card. Or shop incredible specials like 30 to 40% off designer handbags and 65% off coats to finish the season in style for him and for her. And get 1,400 thread count sheets for just $39.99. Plus, Macy's Star Rewards members earn on every purchase except gift cards, services, and fees. See Macy's.com slash Star Rewards. Savings off sale and clearance prices. Exclusion supply. Jason Aldean. When the lights come on. Rock and Roll Cowboy Tour 2022. Presented by Wolf Moon Bourbon. Saturday, September 24th, 7.30 p.m. Smoothie King Center with Gabby Barrett. And John Morgan. If I didn't learn. ACM Artist of the Decade, Jason Aldean. Let's get this thing started. It's my kind of party. On sale now at Ticketmaster.com.
Welcome back to Inside New Orleans as we wrap it up here um, on, on a first weekend of Mardi Gras. I uh, want to thank Ross Jackson, Mike Bazan, and also Glenn Gilbo for joining us on the program. I uh, want to thank Rudy back at the studio for producing. want to thank all the great sponsors sponsor our program. Go to erogasher.com for a slice of the sponsor sponsor our program, uh, including our friends at William Grant, Henry's Gym, Lago Tequila, Rekha Vodka, Hot Spirits on the Market, All-Star Lineup of Scotches, Glenn Finnick Scotch Whiskey, Grant's Blended Scotch Whiskey, the Balvenie Scotch Whiskey, and Monkey Shoulder Single Malt, uh, Tullamore Dew Irish Whiskey, Sailor Jerry Rum, and Florida Kanye Nicaraguan Rum, and, of course, Fistful of Bourbon and Hudson Bourbon, all part of the portfolio of William Grant. Remember, the award-winning Inside New Orleans Sports tonight, 9 o'clock Pelican Sports Television, 11 o'clock, not 10, because of the uh, Irma Thomas special. It'll be 11 o'clock WLAE-TV, already on our social media platforms. And uh, coming up next, it's going to be uh, Ken Trahan uh, with all access. Uh, so keep it right here. And then UNO Baseball at 7 o'clock tonight, right here on 106.1 FM. Been an absolute blast, New Orleans. Enjoy the Mardi Gras after two years hiatus. Get out there and enjoy again uh, what is uh, uniquely our culture. And we'll see you on Monday straight up 4 o'clock for another edition uh, of Inside New Orleans. My name is Eric Asher. Have a wonderful weekend. From the dog catch to the governor, you know what includes the mayor. They all got to go. <laughs>